0: Cancer Pants podcast gives voice to cancer thrivers and caregivers from all walks of life. In this podcast, we'll have conversations, exploring the thoughts, feelings, and experiences with those who journey with cancer. I'm your host, Rochelle Trudeau. I am a cancer thriver of 12 years, and I believe that sharing stories is a vital part of our healing journeys. The storytelling in this podcast is meant to encourage and
1: provide insight for anyone who journeys with
0: cancer. Welcome to Cancer Pants. Okay, Julie, welcome to Cancer Pants, the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. Um, Julie is, I'll just get, uh, start off by telling you all a little bit about Julie. She's an amazingly kind and patient woman who is curious about most things in life. She's very incredibly supportive when her friends need her and even when they don't. And she's also a very concerned person who I would say has a tendency to worry, but Worries in a place of um, deep care and, and again, curiosity. So this amazing person was my partner when I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And I don't think I could be any luckier than to have had her um, with her specific gifts and um, her specific abilities to kind of get us through the journey. So Julie is a teacher. She's a special education teacher at the Texas School for the Blind and Visually Impaired. Um, She's um, an amazing pillar in her community of friends. And she lives in Austin, Texas with her two cats. One cat. One cat and her partner. Um, so, Julie, welcome again, and I am super excited to talk to you about just your role as a support person, but also how going through that experience has m- changed you or how it's affected you um, in a lot of different, in all the in all the ways, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, tell me. I'm going to just kind of put it out there and say, you know, first of all, is there anything that you would like to say about you, about where you are now in your life to give any context? Do you feel like our listeners might like?
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, no, I don't think I have anything to add. That was the, what you said was very nice. Um, Wow. (laughs) Um, So in,
0: on, September 16th. And I just, I sent out an email recently with, with the story of this. Um, and that's okay. Um, it, that's okay that you didn't get it. I'll put you on my email list. Okay.
1: <laughs> hey, come on now.
0: And, um, just telling the story about the day of the diagnosis and how that all went down. And, you were at work, and I was at home waiting and decided I didn't want to wait anymore and kind of took off to get some chocolate cake and a pedicure. Um, so I was doing my thing, but you knew that the word was going to come down that day. So see, I wonder if you remember at all how you were feeling on that day when you were sitting at work kind of waiting for me to call and tell you what the deal was.
1: Yeah, well, of course I was nervous and I was worried but I, I i was hoping for the best for us but i in the back of my head i i knew that that the possibility was there that it would be cancer because of what happened previously before we went to the mish fest you know you had some mm-hmm. discharge in your breast and that didn't feel very normal so i felt like that was the first moment of kind of that fear or, oh, shit, what's happening? Um, so I think that mm-hmm. day, a lot of nervousness and, wow, this is, this, this is going to probably change our lives. It, you know, in, I had that in the back of my head while still hoping for the best, but kind of knowing in my knower that it might take another <clears> turn. -hmm if that makes sense
0: yeah your knower I like that if
1: that's is that you' like heart
0: gut oh, yeah
1: she knows. mind connection <laughs> yeah. the knowers oh yeah we all have our knowers mm-hmm. our, our souls our beings our truth you know mm-hmm.
0: so when I called you or were and told you that I had gotten the diagnosis were you surprised
1: I don't think I was surprised you know like I said I think I kind of was expecting it but hoping for the Mm. best but but setting myself up to hear the worst
0: right and so there it was and what did you kind of go through between the time of seeing me and and hearing that news
1: Oh, God, that was a range of emotions. Um, you know, your heart just drops. You feel terrible. And then kind of rallying and thinking, okay, how can I be the best support? You know, how can I deal with this myself yet be strong for you?
0: Mm, Yeah.
1: So it's like this double whammy,
0: right? You're, you're having your experience and then you're knowing that your partner is also having their experience, which a lot of people I think would say, oh, well, you know, Roe was just diagnosed with cancer. That's like so bad and da-da-da-da. But one of the things that I've noticed over the years is that the, the support people – in the cancer in the person that has been diagnosed with cancer. The support people have this like kind of hidden <laughs> and I think you just touched on it is this this hidden um layer of fear for their own their own life changing which doesn't really get acknowledged so much outwardly in the world. Um, and then also having to do the like grieving and worrying for their partner and what they're going through. Mm -hmm. So what, what ways do you think that how did that manifest for you and what ways did that, how did that show up for you? Basically?
1: That's, that's a hard question. You know, that, that was a long time ago, but I had to compartmentalize kind of my care and your care and our care and our household care, you know, we had Mm -hmm. chickens, we had a dog, you know, we, or dogs, you know, we, we We had two dogs. Yeah. Two dogs at that time. And, um, so, but I think in a way that helped me because while I was dealing with, you know, maybe the seven stages of grief, as we probably both were at some, some levels, um, I could go outside and feed the chickens you know, or I could take the Mm -hmm. dogs for a walk. So it was figuring out how to um, take care of myself while trying to be strong and supportive and take care of you in ways that I could without overbearing you either because there was a part of that, I think, that you needed to figure out how to take care of yourself as well, if that makes sense. I don't know. Mm. Did that answer the (laughs) question? I mean, I've never...
0: I mean, this, I mean, I'm sure this conversation is going to bring some insight, (laughs) but yeah, I think that, um, I mean, I was in generally a very healthy person, um, incredibly healthy. Well, just run a marathon and
1: right. And healthy and stubborn. So if I would, I I had to manage how I don't want to overbear you because I want you to feel, you know, to do what you can do as well. It's and
0: it's hard to say no to me. It's very it's not I'm not somebody where it's easy to like most people have a hard time giving me bad news or saying no or disappointing me because because of my reactions.
1: True, true.
0: <laughs> but um it's like post couples therapy today. <laughs> no, but that is really interesting, Julie, because you have to take into contact, into account the mental health of your partner and yourself and what this is doing as well. So you don't only have a million doctors' appointments and you were missing work. yeah, I was missing work. We were trying to take care of things like you said.
1: Yeah, it stops life as you know it. And, you know, you, you go about and you take one day at a time and figure it out. I mean, we figured it out. You know, you do what you, you, do what you need to do. And that's not just us. I think that's any couple mm-hmm. going through cancer. You know, life yeah. takes a turn. And, you know, the one word that I think of is surrender. You know, we had to surrender mm-hmm. to what was. And, I mean, we're talking about big lessons in this. That was a huge one for me. That word surrender was huge. So
0: what do you feel like you surrendered to? What is that word? What the universe?
1: The universe (laughs) and what it's handing us, you know, like here you go, here's this. Instead Mm -hmm. of fighting it and denying it, you have to accept it and surrender to it Mm -hmm. and go with it. Go with that flow the best you can. And sometimes it's great and you're flowing along along the river and other times your canoe might tip over and you have to figure out how to turn it around and keep going.
0: So what do you think about the whole um, fight, go fight, win mentality when it comes to something like cancer diagnosis.
1: Well, I think over the years I've kind of I've gone back and forth with that. you know, there's the F cancer, go fight mm-hmm. win and I think I think it is a fight. but you can't only fight it. You have to embrace it and I don't know if you could even use the word love it, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So being in the in the presence of it, so it doesn't have to be fight it, F it, you know, it can be embrace it and figure it out. And I don't know. I've I've gone back and forth with that.
0: Yeah, I know that's um, a state of mind that a lot of people make take when they come into a diagnosis like this. Like, I'm just going to fight it. And even I said that, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. I'm always working with that one too, over the years. Um, but I've definitely ditched the F cancer and the, like the, any sort of like, oh, this happened to me. Why, why me or whatever. I've kind of ditched that. Um, and kind of, I mean, I guess actually from the beginning, I knew that there was a reason that it had, it had, it happened to me. Um, it was just about working along through the years to figure that out. But what did it, so yeah, thank you for answering that question. And
1: let me just add one more thing. When I say it's not really fighting cancer, it's fighting for yourself. If that makes Mm. sense, you're not really fighting what that thing is. You're fighting for yourself. And, and in that, in that fight, you're learning so much about yourself and your resiliency. (laughs) you know Yeah
0: Um So is resilience one of the things that you learned
1: from oh, going through this Sure yeah I mean when when whether it's the support person or the person with cancer when you go through something like this and you and you get to to an end of it you know it's probably never over but to know that. That was my wow. next question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Resilient, you know, just it's, it's one the one day at a time thing was, was a big lesson, too. Like, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be the whole treatment to feel resilient. You know, you can get through one chemo and wow, you know, you did that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And all the little, um, like, wins along the way exactly and how they help to shape and form your next hurdle
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah I love that resiliency so talk about the community and how our community um specifically was helpful to you as a caregiver
1: uh we had such a great community I mean because we filmed Cancer Pants, we always had our community around us, it seemed, which was <laughs> a, a pleasant distraction, I think, because it kind mm. of took us out of the, oh my God, what's happening here? And, and it, it helped us along the way during each step. And in creating that movie, we always had, whether the movie was be- being created or not, there was always like our group of friends that started fundraising or, and mm-hmm. or supporting you with your marathon running or Boobapalooza, the, the musical event that raised money and the Mamma Jamma ride. I mean, we did so much during all of that. Just <laughs> you and other people with cancer and the movie and the the bra burning and the haircutting ceremony. There was so much that we did to keep... Yeah. And, it, you know, it wasn't... I mean... I, that the support for me and you was just incredible in the community here in Austin, you know, yeah. so much keeping us. I, re- going. I remember just,
0: yeah, totally keeping us going. And I remember um, just like lots of people bringing food and dinners for us oh, yeah. and, and driving. <laughs> I remember uh, our friend, Del- my friend Dolly and Angie driving me to chemo and we got a ticket and we, you know, they were hilarious. So we tried to use like the cancer card and the cop was like, no
1: way. (laughs) I don't even remember that. That's hilarious.
0: Well, I don't think you were there, but, um, they, you know, I guess I could have driven myself to chemo, but I had so many awesome people that were taking me to appointments and things like that. And it it was that they were just so. One of the things that my community really did for us, I think our community did for us, was to just be co-
1: incredibly hilarious and like upbeat, yeah. yeah, constantly. Good point. I mean, humor goes a long way. Yeah. Um, what
0: would you? say about self-care I mean what talk about some of the ways that or maybe if you if let's kind of stay with the community theme but what would you do if you like as it give, how would you give advice to someone who's a support person and what would you ask them to ask for in their from their community
1: well it's funny that you asked that because uh, we my wife and I just had a very close friend finish her final radiation and finally get tubes out. And she's had quite the journey and it's, it's been over the pandemic year, so it's been Mm. different for them. But I remember I wanted to really reach out to her partner to let her know that, that I know kind of the position she's in being that support Mm. staff. And they had they had a lot of community around them as well, but you know during COVID, you couldn't see as many people. You know right. they had to be really careful uh, because they mm-hmm. weren't vaccinated yet. And um, she was going through so much, and she had some troubles along the way. She's doing great now, but um, I think mm-hmm. that that my friend Cindy will. I mean, I was the one that she, I talk to her first after they got the diagnosis, mm-hmm. you know, and and to be that support for her, to let her know that, she, you know, she has a lot ahead of her and she's a very important role in this and she's mm-hmm. important too. Um, mm-hmm. I think I got a little sidetracked there, but.
0: No, no.
1: But community, yeah. I mean, whether it's Zoom or, mm-hmm. you know, the community is – I mean, to be able to even get away from a little bit of, you know, being around the house and get away and go out with some friends and do things. I think I went on a snowboarding trip once, once, you know, you were okay with that. And I got to get away for a week, you know, just that being Mm -hmm. with my best friend and away from the situation, that kind of thing was important too. It was hard you know, Mm -hmm. to to have to leave, but I knew it was important going on those bike rides at the Velaway, you know, Mm -hmm. exercising and doing things that were important to me. Um, And, you know, a little wine here and there. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little. (laughs) little Whiskey or wine.
0: wow. That's really, I think that's so important, Julie. And I'm so grateful that you did those things. Um,
1: well, I think I'd go crazy if I didn't, you know, you got to get, yeah. there's got to be some kind of balance there. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, is.
0: without cancer, I could drive someone crazy, but,
1: <laughs> yeah. but you said
0: it. <laughs> I said it. Um, so I, re- I was thinking about this interview with you a few days ago and I was in my car and I had this memory come back, this flashback of, one of our friends being sick with cancer and you having a really this was before I was diagnosed and you were having a really hard time um, with oh, yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And you were all like avoiding it, like the plague almost. Like I, I just can't do that sickness. Like it scares me too much. It may, makes me worried. And you've kind of gone from that kind of how like to just totally embracing and showing up for your friend and being like I'm with the first person I can handle this. So, yeah. I was just thinking how far in you know 13 years, 12 years that your your journey has come and and how you think and feel about illness. I mean, just being able to say, you know, loving it and learning from it and becoming stronger person. So in your words, like how did this experience change your life and your views about change and struggle and illness?
1: Well, it definitely opened my mind up. I mean, I w- I went from avoiding it to it being right in my face and having to deal with it. So that's right. one way. That's one lesson. Um and I think I've grown spiritually as a person, um, so I'm, I'm more outside of myself. I'm not so in my ego. I'm, I'm kind of more out of my ego mm. and able to look at life a little differently, you know, like the word surrender to it and, and being in the moment. I mean, those are such huge things. And and try not to worry as much, you know. and yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, um, I've changed a lot since then. And I think that was the beginning to a lot of growth for me, you know, and just accepting. Yeah. I mean, and not, yeah, not worrying about what ifs, you know, it's what is. And that's huge for me. Mm. What ifs?
0: versus what is because that's really what you have and you're gonna get challenge in your life mm-hmm.
1: it's just you know
0: when you're there if you can be there with it it sounds that,
1: like yeah that has true. a lot for you to has it has had a lot to offer you oh gosh my phone's going off that's okay can is there t- a weather alert oh my God. or that or a <laughs> It could be one of those child.
0: That's okay. All right. So, so much change and so much growth that has come. I wonder if you might give me your description after going through all of this and growing throughout the years by not only supporting me, but your other friends and people who've gone through hard things. How would you describe a thriver? Somebody who's thriving?
1: Well, I think by going through hard things, by flowing through hard things, surrendering to hard things allows you to thrive. Being and sitting with the hard things, acknowledging the hard things, accepting the hard things, and maybe releasing the hard things or getting through the hard things Mm -hmm. creates Mm -hmm. an environment for thriving or getting through them, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And self-care. What are some of the hardest?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Someone who can take care of themselves.
1: Yeah, and, and I think, you know, find, and balance. I think, balance, you know, think of all these words. Balance is also important, you know, whether it be spiritual balance, <laughs> physical balance, mental balance. I mean, finding ways to keep, to keep you floating, you know?
0: How do you do that in your life?
1: Well, I could probably do more of it, but you know, during the summers, I have time off, and it's not so structured. But I think you know, I do I've been trying to read a lot of more books pertaining to my spirituality and understanding just um, who I am and also exercising, connecting with nature, whether that be mm-hmm. just you know the roots of the tree under my feet or the grass, or, you know, the trees, the birds, the squirrels. Um, every morning I get up and I put water and food out for the birds and the squirrels because they come too. And, you know, I still have a garden and most of the animals usually get it. So, but I still love playing in the dirt. I think all of that connection um, is important as, as well as connections to good friends and relationships and, mm-hmm. you know, just a, a balance mm-hmm. of, of uh, taking care of yourself and the others around you.
0: Mm. Wow, thank you. Um, yeah, I think nature is super important. And um, it reminds us that the Im- about the imperfections which I really believe that, I don't know, somehow as humans we've come to demonize the imperfection and if you can be with what is, like you said, then even the imperfection of cancer can be something that, you know, if you look at it like you would look at a tree and you don't look at a tree and go, oh, it has moss all up and down and there's a hole in it right there and there's that half a stick that's dead. How could that tree just doesn't look good? (laughs) You just (laughs) – you you never do that. And if you could look at yourself and what's happening inside of yourself the same way that you would look at a tree or an animal and see it for the life and the resiliency that it has – and the ability that it has to live outside, unlike us, <laughs> you know, um, I don't know. I I I love that you brought up nature because it really does speak to the nature of of what the disease of, of cancer is. It's an imperfection.
1: Yeah, and you know, I look at those trees too, and they're not by themselves. They have root systems mm. where they're joined with other trees and mushrooms that help them grow. I mean so much we can learn from nature. We are nature. Yeah.
0: The connectedness that they have mm-hmm. and that they're not like shaming each other and separating themselves based on species, but in fact they're actually feeding other species of trees in order for their own protection. Yeah, it's incredible. It is. So what was the, what was I'm going to end on a kind of a weird question? Well, maybe we won't end. We'll just almost end on a weird question. But what was probably the hardest part of going through a cancer journey with somebody else? What what seemed to be the
1: most challenging for you? Not being able to take it away. Mm. Uh. I mean. That was the hardest thing. I wanted to just reiki it out. I wanted to just pull it out. I wanted it to go away, not being able to do that. And I think someday we have, with this gray matter that we haven't touched into, there's got to be ways that we can, uh, somewhere in time, there will be a way where we can heal each other just like the trees do. You know, somewhere in time it's there. It, It might be there already. We just haven't tapped into it.
0: I think you've tapped into it. Well, I don't think I'd be here without you. Well, it's true. And it's it's, you know, the you when you go through something like this, you you look at that moment, right? It kind of like a painting, and you look at all the things that are there. And it wouldn't have been complete and it wouldn't have been, um, I mean, I don't have cancer anymore, so maybe that's what we did. Maybe Maybe we, we willed it out of my body, you know? Yeah. Did we have to use some chemicals, whatever? Sure. But you don't stay healthy and move forward, um, without some sort of resiliency, right? And you, you need each other for that. And so just your sheer desire To like just the fact that your challenging part was that you wanted to take it away. I mean, I think that is will and strength, and um, I think you were a big part of why I'm still here today. So thank you for that.
1: Well, m- maybe a part, but it was definitely a team.
0: It was team effort, effort. <laughs> and
1: you definitely had a lot to do with it because yeah. you. You are resilient and you, you are full of strength. And I oh, saw thank that you. throughout the journey.
0: Yeah, it was hard, but it was kind of fun. Watching well, ourselves, watching ourselves be, be strong. It was kind of fun.
1: <laughs> we can do this. We can I've do been, this, whatever, we, we got it. it. Yeah.
0: By this, by the last chemo, we, we had it down. <laughs>
1: Pretty much, and then and And then then it was over. Radiation,
0: right? Yeah. So, one of my favorite stories, um, as a person with a a support person, is one day I came, we came home, and Julie had gotten me post chemo flowers, (laughs) or she brought some home. I think she brought them home, and they were gladiolas. To take away the satiolas, yeah. It's in the movie. You have to watch the movie but to see the actual song. But um, she sang the little song, gladiolas to take away your sadiolas. And actually, I think I told her this, but gladiolas are actually a funeral flower.
1: Oh, no. I don't think I knew that. <laughs> you didn't know that? My intention was to bring the gladi to the sad, Right, the glad,
0: <laughs> But it was... Um, it was awesome. And just having someone in my life, if, if you get, get you someone in your life, that's going to really accentuate the positive and lean into, into what is Julie, do you have any, what are your, what not do you, but what are your parting thoughts for our listeners today? Oh, man.
1: Uh, there's, that, well, you know, we can do hard things. I've been listening to that podcast too, but it's true. <laughs> it's true. We can do hard things. And like you said, keeping your, your vibrations raised rather than keeping them low, you know, keeping at a, a pace that brings the positivity. I mean, there's so much, so much to that. And, um, yeah, I think we are who we are and yeah, we're resilient. And it, it, you know, the journey, cancer is, each journey is so different for different people. You know, I hear different stories Mm -hmm. and different things that people have to go through. And I just, like I said, I hope that whether it's a cure or we tap into something in the gray matter, in our brain, whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. I think we have the ability as human beings to heal it, you know, and uh, and mm-hmm. whether it's not yet, mm-hmm. we're still learning lessons from it, important lessons. So, I mean, you and I both mm-hmm. can say we've learned a lot of lessons through it.
0: Yeah. Cancer is a teacher, for sure. Um, So I appreciate you taking the time to revisit a tender time in your life and to share your feelings and your experiences again, Uh, with me. And it's always a healing thing to talk to you and to spend time with you. And I appreciate that. We're still um, connected in this life. And we are
1: are. and we went through a lot, Rochelle. And even though we're not together anymore, you know, we (laughs) always have that experience that we shared and those lessons that we learned, that are so important to both of us. And we still love each other.
0: We do. And, um, I wanted that to be something else that I kind of make note of here is that when you're going through some, that someone, something like this with an intimate partner, you, you have this intimacy and this thing that you share. And so I guess like make sure to share that with each other and not keep your feelings hidden or separate from each other Um, because I, I really feel like when you welcome all of those parts, then all of those parts can be healed and, you know, tell each other the truth and, um, yeah, you know, I just, I, I, we do share something special that nobody else can understand, but me and you, (laughs) you know, because it was a, a, you, everyone's journey is unique, so yeah, thanks for saying that. I think that's an important thing to remember. All right, cancer support person, Julie. Yep. <laughs> Thank you for, for being one of my first podcast guests. Um, I know Cancer Pants has a lot to share with the world, so I appreciate you being a part of that.
1: Sure thing.
0: All right, and you take good care of yourself. You too, Ro. Thank you for listening to Cancer Pants Podcast. All the references and links to information about the guest today can be found in your show notes. Go out and find the joy. Wear the pants. You are right where you belong.
1: Take care.